People always ask me, like, how do you become more positive about your body or whatever? And I think taking a minute and getting up every day and looking in the mirror and standing in front of the mirror and actually just looking at yourself and finding one thing that you appreciate or love and actually, like, noting it. Hi! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life. Channel your inner girl boss and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, girl, hey. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Excited to be back. Yeah. Um, Wait, I don't think we discussed our our weekly catch-up topic yet for today. Oh, my gosh. So usually, usually at the beginning of this show, we um, do a little weekly catch-up if there's anything that's going on in anybody's life. So does anybody have anything they want to throw out there before we get into our guest? If not, I I could throw something out there. I could probably talk about, like, my super embarrassing situation right now. Yes! Oh, <laughs> she just called herself out. I did. I did. Heidi, like, tell us. I feel like I have to be accountable because I'm like so anti this thing. And then like I did it kind of. And then I got hurt. So, you know, um, anyway, so I don't know if you can see, you probably can't because the lights are probably very forgiving, but my knee is destroyed. Like it's like blue, it's swollen. I even broke skin. It's actually like a little numb, which is concerning, Ooh. Um, which I just figured out. So I'm wondering what happened to the bone in this nonsense. Um, <clears throat> so listen, I will be the first to say that like, you know, on Instagram, you should never do things for the gram that are dangerous. <laughs> um, I can't wait to hear what this is. And, and um, I've actually been on a lot of television shows saying why like yoga isn't dangerous in and of itself. It's only when you do stupid things. And like, for example, like I can do a lot of back bends because I've spent a lot of years opening my spine and my hips to be able to do back bends. So like, it's not a big thing for me after a yoga practice to snap a shot of a ridiculous back bend. Like it's, you know, because a, I've spent more than a decade practicing yoga every day. B, like I've done the yoga before the picture and C, I'm totally warmed up and open in the places that I need to be before the picture. However, this weekend I was in Nashville with my girlfriends and I saw a really cool location. Um, and, uh, there was a bench and it was made of stone. And I was like, Oh, if I could do an inversion on that bench it would be the coolest photo. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to, I was like, got the photo. Everything's great. Photos are awesome. Can't wait to post them. Um, and I, my girlfriend, who I haven't seen in like many, many years, so like doesn't know my yoga prowess. Um, just kidding. Um, she just doesn't know that like I'm very controlled in yoga and I don't need help. She thought she was going to help me get down oh, off of this mm. stone bench. And so she came up behind me and remember, I'm upside down. So like I can't see her and she grabs my leg. Oh. And so I like threw out my other leg to counter balance and ended up falling off onto the stone bench and like first point of contact was my knee and it like slid down the took my full body weight onto the stone I know (laughs) we're totally still friends because she didn't know but like point being is like I was so mad at myself because I'm such a big preacher of like don't do stupid crap 
for the gram. Like, just don't. Like, why would you do that? Why would you put yourself in harm's way? And so, like, I'm just so angry at myself. So, good lesson for me. Like, never going to do it again. Like, I'm good about that. Or like, just get a new friend. Yeah, well, ah! you had control. I feel, like you, I feel like you were fine. Yeah. yeah. We've all <laughs> really done it at some point. So, we're going to get into yeah. who our guest is sitting here with us yeah. in a minute. But, <laughs> it, but just to kind of give you guys a little, like, tip off here. So, we're sitting here with Shanae Alexander. Woo! Who knows nothing about the ground. Right. Such a girly bunch today. We got all the woos and the cheering. I I feel honored. I know. So wait, okay. Anybody else want to fess up? Has anyone else ever done anything dangerous for the gram? You guys, somebody died this month. Did you know that I've somebody seen, died doing a yoga pose like on a cliff, and she fell off and died? I've seen several. I heard someone like that. that happened to just doing a selfie, which is ridiculous. But I, don't, I, I just mm. see it all the time. It's it's kind of annoying because you see a ton of people doing things they shouldn't be doing or saying they are who they aren't, and for the picture. Um, and that's like, it's just, I think that's never going to go away until this all goes away. So I think people are just going to keep trying to impress and outdo yeah. one another. I was until... dropping out like it was hot in a pizza costume and I have regrets. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's there's like receipts on the internet. Yeah. It's, it's not like physically dangerous, yes. but maybe but like maybe if career-wise. Emotionally. Can't feel it back. Yeah. Oh my God, it was like Did a mushroom any... pepperoni slice too. What is totally going for how about you, Jane? Um, I can't really think. I will say, like, I've become a lot more cautious about, like, looking at my phone at, while I cross the street. Just oh, the yeah. dumb crap that we all do mm-hmm. as as modern day humans. Um, because we are so, we're in, I always yell at my son when he's, like, eating breakfast. And I'm like, Mason, you're in the television. Like, come out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm in my cell phone, you know, 90% of the time. And I think we could all be more mindful. I've definitely almost gotten probably struck by taxis, bicycles, and the like. Be careful with that. A friend, a good friend of ours didn't see a truck was parked. She wasn't even on her phone. She just didn't look that second look when you're crossing a street. And another taxi came Ooh. flying by. And she got her whole, she got messed up. She was uh, messed up for like two years. Oh, but my gosh. Thankfully, she's okay. And that was not even looking at her phone. So that's always in the back of my head, too, when I'm, like, down. And I think I see everything from the sides of my eyes and the back of my head. And I really don't. Several people have died taking selfies at the Grand Canyon and yeah. also in India for some reason. It's, like, really? a big thing. They People have drowned. They've Yeah, I, I was reading a story the other day. People trying to take that perfect picture in front of a wave. Oh. Crashing up, have drowned. Are you kidding? Oh no, I'm not. I mean, exactly. These people I'm not. deserve it. I mean, oh, it's like that Darwin thing, right? Possibly. Like, uh, is that? I mean, it's not. No one deserves to die. No, but, of but course. This is stupid. Yeah, it, it is. I will say this too. I was talking about uh, in my trip to Disney on on our, one of our last episodes, and I was just recently in Disney, and. I cannot tell you how different it is. I remember growing up, people dressed in like shorts and tivas, and they were like yes. ready to Disney. Now well, people every- look hot for oh, Disney. Everyone's an influencer, really, and everyone's like framing up the shot. It really is wild, like what we have become. I can't say if it's good or bad. I think it's both. People documenting their life, but also like, are we in the moment? But back to what travel and Greece. My husband and I tried to go to Ia, which is a very hot spot in Greece. It was. Awful. I'm so glad we didn't spend a night there. We just went for the day. There was a line just to go walk. Like, Mm. you couldn't walk down a path because every girl had 
mind you, a bag of dresses. And I mean, I do this in New York here when you're doing stuff. This is like people couldn't walk. Families, grandparents, kids couldn't even get to the top of the cliff just to see the pretty sunset because girls were there with their boyfriends also doing fake proposals <gasps> in these dresses that were kind of blown so well, so well we, that's like the yeah, Russian, the Russian millionaires five, that all these young people, um, they're renting jets, but they're just, but it, there's like a service that you can just to look rich. Oh my, so like you're inside the jet. I'm depressed. So people can ask you for it's, money. It's a terrible world. It's actually a terrible world. We should all just give yeah. up. I mean, we all it's, just need pizza costumes. Yeah. Yeah. That too. I was also like on the flip side of the Nashville trip. Um, I posted yesterday a picture of me in front of these like very famous the wings, um, the wings at the Nashville Gulch. But they've actually like it's like depressing, but clever. Um, they've actually set it up really well because it's a photo destination mm-hmm. and. Um, that I wouldn't have known about, but my friend who lives in Nashville was like, Heidi, we have to go. You have to take a handstand picture on the wings. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and I'm happy. It was gorgeous. Um, but they have like on the ground, they have painted oh, that's like smart lines idea. and like where you can take the photos from. And so it's actually like quite organized. And also, they should like, make a donation base. So let's pick a charity. should be. Yes. Yeah. But they also like also like in Nashville people are so different than in New York City because like everybody waited in line. Nobody was shoving, nobody was cutting. And like I got my photo and like we're nobody moved. And everybody's like, "Oh, that's it. You're done." Aww. And I'm like, "Yeah, totally go." Like, you know, cuz whereas like in New York people are like out of the way. Like, you know, so I got to be honest though, I like that. And when people are slow, I'm like, "Okay, today. Like, let's go." You know, I'm such a New Yorker. I think there's like a fine line of like being efficient and being rude, like getting pushed out of the way, like when you're not done or cutting in line, like well, Instagram's making us all horrible people, so yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> Each week, we do a little section called Sweat This, an item we're loving, can't live without, um, something we have to have. And mine's pretty basic, but especially with the cold weather coming in, it's just coconut oil. <laughs> and I keep this actually by the radiator in my bathroom in New York because it's so hot, and when this gets like soft and mushy and melty. It's actually acts as a body oil. I take off my makeup with it. I put it all over my body and it's a little slimy at first, but then it just goes right in, especially after you shower, just kind of like rub it in. And and I felt, I did this last winter too, and it felt way better than any moisturizer I could use. It's natural. I feel better about it because there's a lot just going in our bodies right now. And I think it just, it's subconsciously, I feel I have to say, and you can cook and eat with it, but uh, you know, have one for cooking and one for your body, or not. Yeah, 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 we were like, Christine, spicy. (laughs) Christine and I were texting last night, and she actually was like, "Put coconut oil on your body." Yeah, so this isn't like because my hands too. I'm a walking your walk, like cleaner. My hands are horrible, but in the winter, I don't know if this happens to anybody else. I get cracks, like my hands crack, and I get like sandpaper because I'm like. Oh, he's you can also put chapstick on your cuticles. I do, or like that works. Yeah. But then this is like my natural, like I'll just like scoop it. And mm-hmm. It's even a very like reasonable size for those mm-hmm. of you listening. It's a very mm-hmm. reasonable yes, size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also yeah. Yeah. eyebrows. Like I've heard people who've like overplucked and this helps like if you put them, put it on. Really? Yep. And even over here at night, be careful if you break out, but put it on your um 
occipital aging, ridge. Aging eyes, some of us. Have I love Christine. She's like, because I'm always wiping and Windexing. I'm like, I oh, am. me, me no. too. That's why my hands I'm are weird. I'm just doing that all the time. I can't I have like two personalities. I'm like sparkly, lover of all things fashion and fabulous, and then give me my rubber gloves. And <laughs> I get it, girl. And I'm going to go clean your house. Also, I love, I love how you said radiator. Uh, me too. I never heard that before. I loved it. You know, you don't have radiator. 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 Oh, okay. But no, but no, it's a, it's a, like a, it's but like a, where you're from. Regional. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're just putting the rad in radiator. Yeah. 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 I like Wait, that. That's, that's a New York thing, I think. Radiator. Yeah. Radiator. Yeah. Like, like middle New York. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Speaking of winter, this is Jamie. I'm going to give you my sweat this. It is, it kind of leans into our topic for today, which uh, we're going to get to in a second because it like couldn't be any less of like a traditionally wellness item. <laughs> I was looking at my items when I was picking my sweat this today and I was like, mm, should I do my chakra aligning aromatherapy? <laughs> nope. I am doing my static guard. And let me tell you why. <laughs> I will not walk around. And again, what, what a moderately sized item that mm-hmm. I actually walk around with. I'm like, this wow. is in my purse all the time. It's huge, you guys. <laughs> and I, I also have travel sizes, but like that just does, that's not enough. <laughs> my hair gets so staticky in the oh, winter. My hair. Oh. And I I literally feel like I'm a ball of static electricity and I cannot walk down the street. My hair is sticking to my oh, face. So do you yeah. walk with this? I literally, <laughs> and my mom taught me to do this when I was when I was a kid. <gasps> it is the probably one of my weirdest idiosyncratic There's moves that I do. Like I've uh, never seen anyone else do it. But if you're uh, if you're looking for like random tips and life hacks, uh-huh. and you feel like static is like really ruining your life, because I feel like I can't. It like drives me crazy yeah. when my hair is like sticking to my face and it's in my mouth. Static guard in the hair. I you love could it. also Megan put a dryer sheet yes. in your pocket. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do that too. More mobile. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little lighter. Yeah. And you could upside yeah. them I like too. Also, like they don't need yeah. to be fresh. Like yeah. you could use them out of the dryer and mm-hmm. just pat yeah. it down. I also use them on my tights to make yeah. my skirts more fluid. Good I call. Do that too. Mm-hmm. Or coconut yeah. oil. Because the smell awesome. of <laughs> static just grease yourself yeah. up. Coconut oil works for everything. Just lube yourself up. That's basically the thing. Okay, Heidi here. My favorite thing for today. This particular brand is called Invisi Bobby Bubble Invisi a bubble. Um, but what they are is, I'm sure a lot of people are too young to know what an old phone cord looks like, but phone cords used to be like this. Um, and, I love those. And if you can see them, if you can't see it, it's like a coiled hair tie. Um, but if you can see it, it's invisible. <laughs> and you can put so it on no your wrist. You can put it on your wrist. But so my big thing is that my hair is very fine. And with my hair, if I put a ponytail in for 0.2 seconds, that crimp is in my hair until I wash it. Oh. And it drives me back. Nanas, because as a yoga instructor, I am constantly with my hair up. Like, mm-hmm. and and so then, like, I wear my hair up all the time, and it's like, why bother having a nice haircut? Why bother, like, because it's you know, it's got a creak, and it's and so it's just going to be in a top knot or like whatever. Like, so I love these because they really like. I tried. There was like a twisty thing once that you could use, and it would like fall out if you did anything more than like a. I don't know, restorative class or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know I do not do restorative. Um, mm-hmm. So so these ones, stay in your hair, keep your hair, do not leave the crimps in it. So, and they're like, you know, a dollar say, or two. Those I use, and when mm-hmm. you put them, um, I found a little trick. When you do wear them on your wrist mm-hmm. and they stretch out, you just put them under hot water and they go right back to the shape. No you know way, Christine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or like, awesome. I probably can do a hair dryer too, but I think hot water. She's handy. Really? She's so handy. Really? I'm so not handy. She put up those, uh, the art that's behind us. Using a dumbbell. She, she used a dumbbell as the hammer. I was like, like I never would have thought to do that. I use my yeah, cell phone. Yeah, these two. I would have called my guy. Yeah. 
All right, Megan. <laughs> okay. So since um, Shanae is here and I was just sort of thinking about body confidence and sexuality and all the things, I picked my <laughs> Tavi Noir over-the-knee grippy socks because mm. I feel like a hot beast in these. Yeah. When I come home from like a sweaty SLT class in these, my husband can't keep his hands off of me. I love it. And there's just something about like an over-the-knee sock or a leg warmer with my carbon 38 leggings mm-hmm. that like oh, I just want to touch myself. There you go. Um, so I my need- Tavi Noir over-the-knee grippy socks. And they do, see, they have the grippy, so they're good oh. for Firebeat, Hot Bar, SLT, Bring all back the, the stuff. I love it. Yes. I love them. I feel sexy. I more. would wear those with just underwear. Totally. Yeah, that's yes. exactly what I was thinking. Not like, hot, hot shorts. No, well, like, I mean, maybe. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> they look really cute. on what like, day it is <laughs> when I'm going to put them in. Yay. I love it. I need them to cover up my gross knee today, so. They do that. Thank you. All right. All that. You're good. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, who's Sorry. introducing the topic? So Megan. I've got the topic. <laughs> <laughs> so for some of us, it's being told our muscular arms are too manly. For others, it's often well-meaning parents giving us flack for about our vegan diet. That's not me. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> or maybe it's that friend who's obsessed with clean beauty giving us side eye when we pull out our drugstore <laughs> deodorant containing aluminum. No, I'm the friend. So we value yeah. everyone's opinions and appreciate the free advice. Mm-hmm. Don't we, ladies? <laughs> but when do people just need to shut the hell up and mind their own business? We are going to sort through this all-too-common trend of wellness shaming and get to the bottom of what's going on here. So, to do that, we have brought our very special guest to the show today. Shanae Alexander is not only one of the most badass influencers and role models of female empowerment out there today, she's also one of my dear friends and favorite humans. Mm-hmm. Shanae is an entrepreneur, lifestyle personality, writer, speaker, and wellness this expert uh, who focuses on empowering people through positive thinking, active change, and self-love with a lot of laughing and curse words along the effing way. She is I'm a popular... we don't curse on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not against it. It's just Guys, like... now we have the explicit on this we're, thing. Yeah. No, no, we're going to keep, keep it clean. We're going to keep it clean. Okay, <laughs> Megan ruined but it. Shit okay, so... <laughs> okay. Third time. Now your family can't listen to this episode, Megan. Good job. Good okay. job. Shanae has a popular Instagram account, YouTube channel, and a podcast called Press Send, and you'll be hard-pressed to find a more honest voice on the internet. From discussing her deep inner dislike of kale, to being a fitness influencer who regularly ponders if a runner's high is actually a thing, to finding that perfect balance between salads and tacos, Shanae is a girl you always wanted to be best friends with who says the things you wish you had the balls to say about wellness. Hi, Shanae. Hi. That's quite an intro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm not used to doing podcasts with this many people, so I don't know where to look. (laughs) I feel like I'm not giving, like, I love to everyone equally, but I'm going to try. Just stare at the ground. Don't get to Stare blankly at a wall. (laughs) So, tell us a little bit. We want to hear a little about Shanae first and about, like, because I felt like this topic was, like, so perfect for you. Yeah. Um, about wellness shaming. Um, so I accidentally became an influencer, which um, I say with much chagrin. I hate that title so much. Um, but I've learned to embrace it. I'm em- embracing it more and more of just being like an influencer doesn't have to just be like um, hawking products. And it can actually be influential in different ways. So I'm coming to terms with that. Um, I was a marketing director for eight years, found wellness. Um, I didn't find wellness until... I think 2008, 2009, I was like a supremely unhealthy person um, before 
I think I had a very healthy mentality about myself before, even though I was smoking cigs, going to the tanning salon, and I weighed 225. So I had actually a very kind of like positive view of myself um, and my body. I just didn't know anything about wellness. I would literally go to the college gym and um, I would go on the elliptical and I would literally just smell alcohol from the night before. <laughs> that was kind of like the vibe. I would stay on it for 15 minutes and I'd leave. I'd be like, well, worked out, done. got it done. So I had no idea. Um, so I figured it out. I started out weightlifting in 2009 and that's kind of been my favorite kind of path. And I liked it so much because it was about learning how to do something. Mm-hmm. It was about actually like igniting your mind. It wasn't about for me like losing weight or changing my body really. It was really more about becoming interested in something. And I think that's what people miss a lot. Um, so they don't allow themselves to become interested in it. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't interest you and you just need to get up and like go on a little run or something to feel better about your day, that's fine. But for me, that's how I came to actually like wellness. Mm-hmm. And I say that I, I, I actually really hate a lot of wellness. Mm-hmm. Like I really mm-hmm. think a lot of it is such kale. bull. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it's bull. I don't think kale's bull. I just <laughs> don't prefer it as a food. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the importance of my presence online is to share what wellness looks like to me and to redefine it for myself and to allow people to do that. Because I think we do see a lot of the same stuff online and it can be toxic Mm -hmm. and it can be, um, I don't know, it can make people feel like they're just not good enough consistently. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. so for me, that's kind of where I sit in the wellness world. Wellness expert. I'm well. I'm an expert at my own wellness. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert mm-hmm. at anyone else's. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you how to eat or how to work out. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a dietitian. Um, but I have figured out what works for me. I love that because that's how we got on this topic in the first mm-hmm. place. How we came up with this topic um, for an episode was that Heidi and I had both experienced. So I personally choose to use. Um, regular like drugstore deodorant. I I use one brand that works for me. I really like it. I like the way it smells. It's my choice. Um, Is it charcoal? Nope. Does it have aluminum in it? Yep. Do I, does that, you know, am I embarrassed to share about that? I actually have been because I've been wellness shamed over it, but then I got over it because I realized just because I do that that way doesn't mean I do everything wrong. Like, does it mean I need to like eat some more ashwagandha mushrooms and drinks and like (laughs) put crystals in my apartment to like even out the balance? Like, no, I just choose to use that deodorant, but I also like matcha. Give me a break, you know? And Heidi had a similar situation. Yeah. Well, so I, um, I have four year old twins and a one year old and, um, we do this thing called smoothie time and like my kids will eat any amount of fruits and vegetables in a smoothie and I throw on some vegan protein with superfoods and it's really good for them and they love it. We were at these family homes that I have in Canada. Um, so like our whole family shares them. So there's just like stuff there. Right. And the girls at the age of like two, they were two found, um, you know, red solo cups. Yeah. So like they had shot glass versions of them up there and the kids thought it was the coolest thing ever. And it was the first time I ever let them drink from an open container. And so like they were their favorite cups and they wanted their smoothie and their smoothie cups. And so I started posting stories of these and the amount of DMs that I got for letting my kids drink out of disposable plastic 
was like, oh, my I thought blowing. it was because they were shot glasses. Not even the no, alcohol. No, because no. I thought you were going to say like you, they found some weed. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, wow, the disposable cup seems like a so lot less. Yeah. People like, 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 Scroll of like how Darius platform is a lot about non toxic living. So I think they hold her to a, a different standard, right. but like, I don't think where's I was, the line? I don't even know that I was really into it yet, quite honestly. Like, I think that was actually interesting because I took that experience and I was like, oh, this is so annoying. Why can't people see the good of this? Like, here's a way to get your kids to eat greens and right. fruits. I served my kids smoothies in wine glasses and I got flack <laughs> for it. But uh, they, and they cheers and they're having yes, yes, yes. smoothies. And exactly. I get zero fucks because right. they're drinking green smoothie. Well, also, as much time that, in their hands yeah. and they can sit there and complain about your solo cups. Exactly. Like, but you can so, recycle them. Right. So I asked in my stories, I was like, okay guys, so like, is there anything this size that's like good for kids to drink out of? Because like, they love this size. They can't spill, like if they spill, it's like this much instead of this much, you know, they really like drinking their smoothie out of an open container. You know, straws were like a whole other issue because my kids wouldn't do the Paper straws because they stink. I mean, they, can you, you, any of us? Yeah, well, that's really my point. Really <laughs> so, like, I'm like, no straws, no straws, no straws. Um, so, what did you find? Uh, what did you find? A, a solution? I, I did, but like, so, she's like glass shot glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they all say Key West on them and they have boobs on them. But you know, my kids totally. are drinking out of something not disposable, so everything's fine. <laughs> so there you go. No, but I did wind up finding like a solution, and they're cute, and they're these little tin cups, and like whatever. So, like, everybody's happy, and like, I'm not yeah. wasting plastic, and like. So I was, that actually did start me, like, thinking more about, so, like, I guess that was, like, a positive, but, like, the negative was, like, dude, I'm feeding my kids kale smoothies. Like, get over the container. Yeah. My mom used to let me drink, like, full-strength root beer, and I just pretended that it was beer. Uh, right. <laughs> like, I would be, like, drunk. Time. Like, I'd be pretending like I was drunk. Did you have, like, an A&W mug? Like, the no, I had the beer bottle. Oh, like the the root beer bottle. Oh, well, that's a good it, point. When we were growing up, yeah. I had gum yourself. cigarettes. Yes, yes. yes. cigarettes yes. shaped oh, like gum. I forgot about those. It was a different time. It was a different time, but also fun. Yeah, it sure Funner was. time. It sure was. Wait, did you get them at Ada's? Jamie and I grew up in the same town, right. and there was a penny candy that's store. Right. You literally yes. could go and be like, I want one of those and five of those each for one cent. And like, mm. you know, five, five cigarettes. Yeah. And a damn totally. All of them candy cigarettes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. This Sell them. Yeah. Do they? they do? At Economy Candy in New York City, they really? sell candy cigarettes. How do you know that? I know. Because I, I have weirdly had to buy a lot of bulk candy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be an event planner, and uh, right. apparently yeah. people really like candy at their wedding. Right. They do. Yeah. Totally. So, I mean, have you come across this? I'm sure. Um, yes, I think I have attracted the right following. Um, in in a way, because if there's judgy people, I'm like, have you been here? Yeah. Why are you here? When did you get here? Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure how long you've been. Um, I, you know, I think, you know, everybody gets it about the straws and the plastic and stuff like that. And I do try to, like, minimize. I have actually um, gotten a little flack with some, like, partnerships I've done that use plastic. But I'm kind of like, listen, if you've never drank a, a, a bottle of water out of a plastic water bottle, then you can talk to me. Yeah. Like, literally, just talk to me then. I try to reduce kind of, like, my impact on the world in a lot of different ways. And it's not going to look the same as how you try to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's things that you do. Like, you know, I have a, a, a beautiful friend that, like, literally created a sustainable swim online. She goes on beach cleans every weekend. I'm like, you're amazing. She's vegan because of the planet. Blah, 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 blah. But people get mad at her for how many flights she takes. You know, oh, and it's like negativity also 
gives toxins out. Totally. totally. Like clear, you know, and like, let's clear it all. I always tell people. negative comments because... That just brings me up to a, a girl that I was looking at on Instagram who I'm sure you read the comment or you might have seen it. She was a, another influencer. She was sitting – I read the story. I couldn't believe it. She was sitting on the, on the subway and oh, someone yeah. sat down next to her with their selfie camera on selfie mode. I mean their camera on selfie mode. And she had on a faux, faux fur H&M jacket. And this girl clearly was taking a selfie to shame her and – took the selfie, and after she took the selfie without the girl wanting her to take the selfie, she's like, can you please delete that? First of all, this is a, this, the girl said, your, your jacket's disgusting, by the way. And she said, first of all, it's faux fur. Second of all, you have no right to take my picture and do whatever you're going to do with it. And she, she said, please delete that photo. Like I have, I did not want to be in this picture and I don't know what you're going to do with it. But it's, it's almost like people are going to such lengths to, talk negatively and to harm each other and it's like it's just turning and flipping and getting into such a different oh people have no pe- life <laughs> like believe, honestly like, get a hobby i'm <laughs> so fascinated like i'm like i want your tips on how to attract the right people because i feel like the you mentioned like a company and like the plastic from the company and like i did a a sponsored post with like for a company that like sold a beverage out of plastic and like this person who has never liked a photo never commented once like reamed me in a comment about like the plastic packaging and like how dare i and blah 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 and i'm like you know what like i might actually listen to you if you were somebody who actually engaged in my community and like whatever but i find that like the people who do these negative comments never have anything positive to say. So I'm Mm -hmm. so curious about, like, how do you... I think um, with the content that I produce, it's all about kind of, like, living... Like, people throw around the word balance a lot, especially in wellness. It's like, what does this mean? But, like, actually being balanced. Like, like... I was telling Jamie a minute ago, I ate Little Caesars delivery two nights ago with my boyfriend and then woke up and made a fucking daily harvest thing. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like you're allowed to have both of those things and people just don't really realize that that is, that is okay. And same thing with like sustainability, plastic. Like, yeah, I might not take a flight every weekend, but sometimes I, use plastic water bottles because I live in New York City and sometimes you're out for eight hours and you're thirsty mm-hmm. and water bottles are heavy mm-hmm. to carry with you. You know, it's just like these things and and I feel like for me, I've injected that messaging into the other things that I do of, you know, wellness looks different for me. You know, I, I don't like body positivity. I like this. I, you know, am forgiving in relationships. Relationships aren't perfect or easy. Sex can be redefined as this. Like, I think um, my audience understands that I believe in nuance and gray mm-hmm. area. And if anybody says something to me like that, I usually, well, first of all, usually very sassily say like, oh my God, you must be really fun at parties. Remind me to invite you to my next one. Um, Shave them right back. But but, but also just being like, like for me, you know, it, it really says more about them than me. Yeah. You know, and I kind of am like, wow, okay. I have a little bit of empathy actually for them because I'm like, you know, whenever you make a life so small, um, the container the container feels suffocating mm-hmm. and and you have to you know you're, you're they're, they're bumping up against the sides of that container mm-hmm. of just like this is all i know this is all i focus on and i have to put that energy somewhere mm-hmm. and i have a little bit of empathy for that um i don't always express it perfectly it depends on the day <laughs> um 
but yeah, I mean, that stuff happens all the time. I know moms get it the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. not a mom, really and I've been very clear about, like, my first Instagram photo that ever went kind of viral was meeting pizza in a bathtub naked. Right. So nah. I really, like, I've set the precedent. <laughs> I've set the pre- Like, solo cups yeah. would fly on my channel. Yeah. Right. Would that be- is, like, a pretty good, solid mom move. The only time you get to be alone would be to eat pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I would try in my bathroom. So I read your post that was today about the dark date moment yeah so you had mentioned and you don't have to tell us the story if you don't want to but feel free to because uh, i just put you on blast but you would mention that you were in uh, this post was about you going on a date with your boyfriend and you were in a bit of oh, a dark place yeah. because you had been arguing with somebody in your dms like a follower had been coming at you and you had been arguing and it really upset you so i know that we all try to shake it off when we get negative feedback but it does rattle you because we're humans so mm-hmm. can you tell me about that yeah, so that uh, that date was a, a a flurry of things. I mean, beautiful as they photo. All are. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> photo. Um, but I kind of always like telling the story behind the photo of like, yes, this was a moment, but like five seconds later, I was crying. Um, but yeah, I mean that it the my boyfriend and I had had an argument or were in this like really tumultuous place um, that we're we're no longer in that place. We always, of course, everyone fights, but but. What really set it off was I came to the date really kind of um, run down by a conversation I was having with um, a follower. And I think the thing that was really hard about it was we were talking about um, like race and diversity and and privilege and these things. And I talk about really serious stuff on my channels like that. You know, I talk about lipstick, but I also talk about privilege. So we were in this like long discussion and she wasn't. She wasn't seeing what I was trying to do, and it, it, she was more complaining that it's just not enough. And it wasn't about me not being enough or me not doing enough. It was about that it's not enough in the world. And so I was having this much bigger discussion about, like, yeah, but don't you see that you're coming after someone who is trying to change things, who is trying to be an advocate for you, who is trying to, like, um, lift you up and lift voices up about, you know, from people that um, – really have the knowledge to talk about these things. And um, it was hard. She was, I, I could tell she was so mad at the situation. It wasn't me, but I took it offensively because then I'm like, well, I'm trying. And mm-hmm. like, like you're making me not want to try. Mm-hmm. And I think that's often, you know, even talking about sustainability, I think that's why so many people get frustrated and they're like, well, I'm not going to do anything mm-hmm. because I can't do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I yes. think that's a real metaphor for life is just, just because you can't do something perfectly doesn't mean you shouldn't do something, mm-hmm. you know? And I think we need to be better in our world. And I'm trying to do it myself of rather than kind of like catching the negative stuff, catching the pot as positive stuff and, and enhancing it and commenting on that. Um, rather than saying, well, man, your kids should not be drinking out of that little <laughs> shot glass, um, you know, but maybe being like, wow, that's so amazing that you're introducing fruits and vegetables to your kids because I never had that. You know, I lived on like kids cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think we all do get rattled and I think it's human to get rattled. I think when you start creating your content based on what the negative mm-hmm. feedback might be, that's when you start running into problems. Mm-hmm. That was actually a question I had for you. Does that ever happen for you? Did you like, was there ever a point when you began this that, that, that you did that? Honestly, whenever I got really in the thick of because right now I'm, I'm, I consider myself more of a lifestyle Instagram person. So 
wellness is a part of my stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I started out as more fitness wellness based only. And at the height of me being so obsessed with progress and vote, like those things, like I was finding myself curating everything I was doing based on this like wellness cult, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, this sucks. This sucks. Like, I feel like I have no space to be a human being. Mm-hmm. And, um, after kind of letting that go a little bit and, and just being like, I'm going to create some other content. I'm going to be well in my own way. Um, and it probably, it's not going to look like every other wellness blogger that's out there. It's going to look a little different for me. After doing that, I was able to make content more freely that served me and where, what I was thinking. But yeah, of course. I mean, there would be like meals that I wouldn't show because I was like, I didn't feel bad about it, but I was like, this isn't with that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, screw that. Like, that's, that's just not true. Mm-hmm. That's simply not true. And I don't want to curate my life in that way. Um, and that was just a very brief time. It was also funny because it was like directly connected to when I felt really, really, I was at my thinnest I've ever been. I was at my smallest and fittest, but I was, the, you know, really the most body shaming of myself that I'd ever been. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd felt the most self-conscious that I'd ever been. So those things are connected. Like when we become self-conscious about our bodies and ourselves and what we put out into the world, mm-hmm. it affects everything. You know? Totally. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. And I think something that might surprise people at home is like I was sharing um, recently with these girls that I had a really negative comment or a couple of really negative comments on I'd shared um, like a fresh toddler food uh, brand that I was working with that like is a great brand. And this woman came at me and was like, have you um, toured their facility? I bet if you did, it wouldn't be as great as you thought. And let me tell you, making your own toddler food, it, it does not take that long. Like you do have the time. And, and I was like, oh, thank you. I'm so glad that you know my life and my schedule. But also... I do know a lot about the company because when I work with brands, I met with the CEO. I understand why she founded this company to feed her two children whose names I know, whose stories I know. I know everything about the ingredients of the food because I was educated. I think it would probably surprise people to know that most of the influencers um, who are successful at it, that we really do get quite a bit of education and work with products that we want to work with and that oftentimes there is maybe um, an educational event that we attend. There's like a lot of back work that goes into these partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there's also people that just throw up whatever and don't put credibility, don't have integrity mm-hmm. around it, and which probably ruins it for everyone. But I think it would probably surprise people to know that, you know, how much we care. And also yeah. the thing is, is like it, whatever you suggest to your audience, like that is your job security is trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that's why I always tell people like, you know, my job is based on the trust that we have. So if you stop trusting me, then that's when my job breaks down. Mm-hmm. So for me, my job security is that I vet things. I try things. I make sure that, you know, with like, especially I test a lot of skincare. And the interesting thing is I'll test a lot of skincare. And I'm like, I don't want to work with these brands because this is not good. Or this made me, you know, break out or whatever, but it's not about saying this is what I use all the time, but this is a good product and it might be for you. Mm-hmm. Check that out on your own, you know? And I think the thing is, is like, if you build that trust with your audience over time, like people know who's just putting up, like, mm-hmm. I mean, no shame on Kim Kardashian, but you know, she's like holding up a drugstore moisturizer and you're like, 
Are you? Yeah. Are you? Like, yeah. really? Are you? Like, we get it. Like, get that get, get that money, like, whatever you need to do. But I do think that trust with your audience is so key and has been a key for me. Um, and then I think also, like, have you two, like, who, who toured a facility? Like, who, like, <laughs> well, that was my Are you going was, to all the factories? What are you, what? are you a factory yeah. person? Well, I and was also, curious where her, where I mean, her are scientists at Good Housekeeping are you, right. to tour the factories. But are you but going to the farms that your apples are from? Like, is right. everybody, are you going to the farm where your kale is from? Or are you going to the farm? You, like, that's a silly I mean, I would love to be, like, in my life, go to all the factories. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I love, like, how it's made type things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we can't go to the crayon factory. Mm-hmm. Can't go to the toddler food factory. That's right. That's right. Well, the Cram Factory I mean, is in Easton, Pennsylvania, and I do highly recommend the Crayola Wait, can we experience. Go? Yes, because <laughs> I want to go and make lightning bolt crayons. It's a thing. <gasps> Ooh, okay, we might have a it's deal. Trip. Eastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> What's that called? It's called the Crayola. It's the Crayola Factory, okay. and you can go. Oh, oh, I bet it smells so good. Crayons smell so good. It's it's like. It's a, yes. Field trip. Um, you know what I? You know what I do? Sometimes I go to the dollar store in my neighborhood, and I I'll um. It's the only place I go that has crayons. Um, and I eat small crayons there. <laughs> Do you go just to smell the crayons? I have some crayons. Well, I go to like, well, I like to pick up other things and then I love to, I do love to smell the crayons. That's there. amazing. I come and smell the crayons. That's yeah, right. I know. Crayons. Crayola, yes. TM, do not steal that. We will see you. Amazing. Totally. Yeah, I steal all of Mason's um, coloring books. I'm like the worst mom. Like every page is like perfectly colored in. I'm like, oh, he's getting so good. But meanwhile, I I just find it so soothing. Yeah. Well, don't the smell too? Like the smell of a book in general, but like the pages of a oh, coloring yeah. book that like mixed with the crayons. That'll so hit you hard. <laughs> so old school, old factory going on right now. <laughs> so, what are some wellness trends that you actually kind of buy into, and what are some that you think are ridiculous? Um, you know what? I was walking by. Um, I here's the thing. I love that there are studios for people. Um, I do think like it's unnecessary to do a studio workout every day to get like, I I feel like that mentality is dangerous. I I think if you can afford it and it's in your budget and that's what you enjoy, do it. But I think for a lot of people, I've I've had a lot of people message me and say like, I do feel a a certain amount of shame. Like I can't get healthy because I can't afford to go to a studio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And unless it's your sacred cow, as we've learned from the financial expert. And then if and then if that's it, put it at your, yeah. you know, put it at the center of your finances or whatever. But um I have I have experienced people saying that, you know, and it for a lot of people, you know, a twenty, thirty dollar workout every day is not in the budget. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, like I think um appreciating that those th- those places exist for people and that you can go occasionally, you can go once, you can go every day, it doesn't matter, but that you can still be well without those mm. things. You can go yeah. to the YMCA. Yeah. yeah. You can go or to the YMCA, go outside for a run. Free YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just think, you know what I, I think is I love the trend of accessible wellness yeah. right now. You know I stopped my gym membership and I have running sneakers and some yoga things I pick up along the way and some tapes and it's just being outside, going for a walk, going for a run, you don't have to also sweat every time. You can just breathe. You can yeah. walk. You can think. You can, you know, it could be a moving meditation. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to. I think the there's so much pressure on, like, go. did you work out? Did you do right. this? Did you count your calories? Did Everything is just, everybody's being so, everything is so held up to such high expectations, I think. And 
people just start feeling overwhelmed and like I can't like they just walk away I can't do it I can't I do go it to the boutique all. though because that's where all my friends are and it's like uh, cocktail hour so yeah, yeah totally, totally. Totally. I think that's I think studios have a pl- I think they have a place and yeah. I think they're great for community but I think the pressure of feeling like um, it is impossible yeah. to achieve wellness without those things mm-hmm. is something that I'm I love seeing, I mean, my friend Adrian does yoga online. I'm sure everyone's heard of yoga with Adrian, but she, yeah, she's kind of like has a billion, bajillion followers, but I love that it's free yoga. I love that people can access it and then go to a studio as like a treat, you know, unless you want to sign up for a membership or whatever. So I really like accessible wellness mm-hmm. being more readily available. And I think social media is amazing for that. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's been such a huge tool, like even for me when I travel or whatever. Um, Just so long as the person whose workout you're yeah. doing is a real accredited trainer or of course. some kind of... I mean, that's, of, that's like baseline should it's be... it's not for everyone. I think that's important to know. Everyone like, do your research you on go. whatever you do. <laughs> do your research, but don't kill yourself doing your research. Like, don't research your brain out until you explode. Just find someone who's a real person. Yeah, but... I mean, that's like, I mean, I know that's not a given for everybody, it's but, not. Yeah, but it's given for you. Find a yoga teacher. <laughs> um, but then also something I really, <laughs> I really, really um, am loving is kind of like how sexuality is playing in the wellness space now mm, a little bit more totally. and that that is part of wellness. With our over the knee grippy socks. There you go. <laughs> we heard it here first, guys. Put your grippy socks in and you're going to have sex. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that is a really interesting thing because I think they've been very separate and sex has been mostly marketed towards men. And I think wellness is strictly or, or very specifically marketed towards women. Not going to be fitness, but wellness. Yeah. And I think that those lines are kind of blurring and I think it's cool. I think you're cool in, in how you talk about sexual wellness. And I would love to just to like hear a little bit about it. Like if you had, you know, one or two top tips or things that maybe people would find surprising, like I, because you have some great point of views on things. And I really, I learn a lot. Look, I'm married seven years. Like she's sex it out. Is like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's here, but we got two kids and yeah. it's like, we're busy. So like, I'm always looking to like really kind of open that, um, kind of like that channel of psychic energy for myself and to really like re-engage with it. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, I'm a like, former Cosmo editor. Yeah. I've written two sex uh, books. Megan does not have <laughs> you, so you, you know. She has a sex voice too. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I have a scratchy sex voice. I know you really do. You have a great yeah. podcasting voice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I love actually getting like slightly sick to record my <laughs> podcast. I mean, I don't do it on purpose, but anyway. Um, so I actually have a sex therapist that regularly comes on my podcast and we talk about sex. And what's been really interesting to me is just the impact of basic facts about um, sex and wellness being spoken out loud to an audience of women, how much impact that is. And how much kind of like the reverberations of feeling better about yourself in that, like, I mean, like she came onto my podcast and, and she was like, you know, 70 to 80% of women can't experience orgasm through penetration alone. And you wouldn't believe the amount of women that wrote me and said, I feel normal. Mm-hmm. Finally, <laughs> because first of all, people didn't talk about it. They don't talk to their friends about it because they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They feel like their body's supposed to work like, it does in movies or porn or whatever mm-hmm. people are watching. Sex is performative for most women, not pleasurable. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, it's not really about my orgasm anyway. And what I found so interesting with was that the empowerment that flowed through women's kind of like souls of just hearing that percentage and knowing that they are normal 
or that they fall in the majority, I think was just like, I felt like this collective breath out for people. And I'm like, okay, because I think a lot of us come out of a place of um, deficiency with sex. You know, am I good enough? Am I sexy enough? Am I hot enough? Am I pleasing my partner enough? And I think it just closed that gap of deficiency a little bit. So that was one of my favorite things that um, we talked about this year. But also um, a revolutionary thing for me in thinking about sex and talking to Dr. Holly, who's the sex therapist that comes on my show, is that, you know, uh, if you're if you're not experiencing like orgasm or if someone's like losing erections or you're not able to orgasm yourself or through through any means taking that off the table completely just depressurizing the situation and not having sex mean necessarily penetration and orgasm but sex meaning the act of intimacy in a physical way and so if that's just like making out mm-hmm. or if that's like you know steps a to z maybe it's just a and b maybe it's d you know whatever it is but i think that for me i we always feel like this pressure to a completion of some sort and she's like sex is the process that's a great reminder and just like knowing that if that is you know a five minute like make out or intimacy or just laying together whatever that is like that can still be sexual intimacy i love that norma kamali was on our show and she was it norma i think she she, she was talking about, about hands hands holding yeah. hands and just yeah. touch. eye contact she and i talking, think we she all touch she's all yeah physical touch. yeah yeah went home and and did that with our partners and it's amazing how far my husband and i like love the shit out of each other like we really truly do and we love being together and we're best friends but i cannot say that i have like sat on the couch held his hand and looked into his eyes in a very long time probably (laughs) approximately seven years you know what i mean we're just like we're too busy we're too busy and it was a great reminder it's funny um my boyfriend and i one night we were like should we just like make out (laughs) like make out like high school kids but like not not end in sex. Right. right. Just just make out and go to bed. And it was so fun. Yeah. And you 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 know those feelings of whenever you're first kind of discovering yourself and you're first like you know meeting a significant other or dating or whatever, yeah. that feeling of that rush yes. of like connection and yeah. like that crush feeling. Like I was like, I'm feeling it that. Came back. Like, yeah, you and and it's like because we skip so many steps. Yeah. Because it's about the end point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so when you don't make it about the end point, you can really enjoy everything leading up to it. So like highly recommend anyone who's listening to this or watching this, go home. If I mean, if you don't have a partner, go find one at a bar. No. But 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 make out. Yeah. yeah. Just like make out and be like nothing, nothing else. Nothing else. That's so We're fun. just making out. That's what you only really do in the beginning. Hard. And then yeah. at the end, you're like, oh, you just like peck on the lips because like a kiss right. is like a kiss. And then yeah. you're doing other things. And yeah. also like, you know, you get into the day-to-day of a relationship yeah. and you kiss goodbye mm. or you kiss hello yeah. or you kiss in the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. But it's never that like passionate make out that you do on like a second right. date. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when like when we would stop at a stoplight yeah. and you just couldn't resist like <laughs> leaning over and making out with me until people would be honking. Yeah. When does that happen after you've been married for seven years? 
years. It doesn't happen but anymore. I bet, I bet if you did it, it would knock socks off. Yes. Those sexy socks. Those sexy socks. <laughs> the sexy socks would go flying. I also think people don't realize the more sex you have, the more sex you want. Yeah, yeah you're I mean, right. We have a lot right. of sex because I think we just always keep having sex. And right. Just be, and I don't always orgasm. Sometimes like I just need your pheromones. Yeah, um, totally. And I'm cool with that. I just right. want to, my dad's dead, so I talk about sex very freely because I have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've already established your kids yes. are not listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. <laughs> I honestly do believe also there's so much stigma um, surrounding talking about it. Yeah. And I think we, the thing that sucks is we don't even talk about the good parts of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and so, and so freeing that up. It's like I remember reading Cosmo and I wrote that. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, like sitting and <laughs> sitting and reading it, like trying to, yeah. you know, just like I give really good blowjob tips. Right. But then, but then you're, <laughs> Wait, but then you're your whole show advice on that. with neckties. Oh, okay. well, I will okay. say this, so I talk very, very openly and freely about sex with yeah. my core group of friends, who have subsequently all started having more sex with their husbands, and have subsequently thanked me and my husband for talking so freely about sex because it did open that conversation and make them all feel like. Wow, these guys fuck like rabbits. What are yeah. we doing? Like, married couples are allowed to fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting beeped all over the place, but I when I get I get excited when yeah, I talk hey, about sex, I love it. Beeping is a love, but it truly like just opening that conversation and normalizing a conversation around sex and being like, yeah, people need sex yeah. the same way we need water and exercise. Mm. And also, like, I think one thing that was like really like shame lifting on the episode I did with Dr. Holly, I've done three now, but um, was talking about that desire changes and like drive changes and that those things are different. Desire and drive can be different. And those shift depending on like what you're going through, where you're at in your life. Like it also has a lot of external factors and understanding that more and being more forgiving to yourself because we had a lot of people write in, particularly women write in about, I don't have a sex drive or my sex drive is low or I don't want sex. And those that's like really hindering my relationship. And, you know, part of it was like, having sex leads to more sex but then also being forgiving that you know at different points in our life we're different kind of different desire levels or different drive levels and so learning that and accepting it and then working off of like a place of like love for yourself in that and forgiveness for yourself in that I think is was is helpful because then you're not just in the shame cycle of like I don't want to have sex. I don't want to have sex. I don't want to have sex. It's like you can kind of free yourself of a little bit of that. And like Jamie was saying, even if you're just on the couch and like sitting with each other, sometimes mm-hmm. like just the scent of a man, and I think it's even they say that like around when you're getting your period. Or a woman. The scent, right, yes. Whatever, whatever, yeah, sorry, yeah, whatever your pleasure. For, yeah. for me, yeah. the scent of John, When I, I don't know what it is, but when I'm getting hormonal and when I'm, or I'm getting my period, having the scent of him somehow calms I don't know what it is. And then I did some research and it said that 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 does help with a man and woman relationship as far as I know right now. That is that is something. There's something to hmm. that. And hmm. it's it's almost like a caveman type. That's what I'll like, say. I'm like, I just need some Yeah, so like if you're sitting watching TV, sometimes I just feel like I just want to like lay on him and watch TV and like there's like a sense of like a sigh and relief and it's just, I mean, you know, he's cozy and he's cute and it's like easy to hang out. But that sometimes does it. Like sometimes that's enough. And, you know, it doesn't have to always be that next step like i have i have a pheromone hack but i learned it on a podcast so there is something to that right okay so this podcast called secret keepers club which i love um they were talking about someone wrote in about doing this thing called and they named it so don't look it up because they made the word up it's called vabbing okay you guys ever heard of this no No. No. i don't know how (laughs) i don't know how deep you go down in this podcast (laughs) but 
Um, basically, it's. You, they, they tested it, and I will say I have tested this, and it works okay. from okay. my personal experience. But if you take some of the um, moisture from mm-hmm. your vagina yeah. and you rub it behind your ears, <gasps> no. you will attract everybody, but particularly your everybody. Partner. <laughs> but your partner will not be able Stay to back. get enough Stay of back. you. I'm yeah. No, Wait, I'm not kidding. Really? I'm not kidding. I tested it Stop and it. it was crazy. I tested it. Vabbing. Vabbing. Wait, did you test it with your boy or before you had? No, like, no, no, a- my boyfriend. Oh, okay. So we've been like, you know, we have consistent sex, whatever. Right, right, right. But like, I did this. We went to a comedy show. First of all, he could. He was like just like in my neck, like nuzzling my neck during the whole comedy show. I was like, this is crazy. Then we went outside. He just can't keep his hands did you off. Tell him really? Eventually. I told him eventually. Okay. Like we didn't even get in the front door. <laughs> Wow. Like, that's how it was. She's like straight dog. And it was from, like, <laughs> I was beating up. Like, maybe that's my dog is coming. No, but, but, but seriously, I was like, I told him afterwards, he's like, yeah, I like was. Are you? That's crazy. Because it's pheromones and it's like in your heat center and it's just. But wait, but my thing is me with John. So like, why do I feel that way? Well, don't yeah, have him put his ball <laughs> no, away. No, no, no. But there's something just about no ball or two. No, I think that's different, but I think it that's is. It is. It is. It is. called bagging. That's, that's a different thing. Gotcha. That's this a is, different thing. That's a different thing. This okay. is very well time for me because I'm actually um, having a staycation this weekend Ooh. with my husband. Oh. You gotta try it and report back. I sh- maybe I that'll sure be. Maybe sure that'll be your, your, your sweat this next week. Put it week. in your story. Zabbing <laughs> will be my sweat this. Oh, yeah, well, there's so many things wrong with it. It's like I said that I don't even know where to start, but let's keep it moving, ladies. So moving on. So all right, Shanae, this has been awesome. We are gonna move on to our lightning round, which you do every week. We ask all of our guests three questions. Uh, they're they're really really difficult. So just get ready. Okay, I'm they're ready. Prep yourself. They're really I'm ready. yourself. Okay, I'm ready? So ready. Yes. Oh, morning or evening workout? Morning. What is your favorite workout? Currently weightlifting. Coffee, tea, or matcha? Coffee. Okay, girl, get it. <laughs> G. She's an original. <laughs> and our last segment. It's called Karma Call. <laughs> Megan's so much better at saying it than so I am. Good. I'm but facing a fear of public singing by doing this. So it's <laughs> really my was call perfect. to action. It was very it was pretty good. awesome. But anyway, I'm the yogi, so I get to talk about karma because karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we're asking each of our amazing guests what your one call to action for all of our listeners or viewers would be, like something very small or simple, like one actionable item that they could do that would make a big difference. Um. I think getting up every morning, this is something that I practice every day, is people always ask me, like, how do you have self-love? How do you become more, you know, positive about your body or whatever? And I think taking a minute and getting up every day and looking in the mirror and standing in front of the mirror and actually just looking at yourself and finding one thing that you appreciate or love and actually, like, noting it, like, noting it. And not whenever it's like meditation, you know, when there's when there's noise and you're like, oh, I don't like that. It's like quiet those things. Let they're fine to be there, but pick out the thing that you really appreciate and love about yourself that day. It's like, oh, like my eyebrows are growing in because I put coconut oil all over them, <laughs> or or my butt looks kind of good right now. Like I'm appreciating that. Or if it's just like, wow, I look rested. Like I was good to myself yesterday. Rested. Um, and find that one piece and then in the day when you get bogged down to like repeat that to yourself, you know, and be like, 
that was something I felt positive about, you know, my body and myself today. So that's that's one thing that helps me. I love, love it. That. Love thank the you. positive affirmation. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being here. Thank you for having, yeah. me. So having fun. you. I mean, you guys really uh, got some tips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is really We're reporting back. An Very information episode. <laughs> so don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Don't miss any episodes. And follow us on Instagram, Off the Gram Podcast on the IG. We will see you next time. Yeah. Yay. Bye.